everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of the Power Within podcast, the podcast that is on inspiring people with inspiring stories. My name is Trevor Evers. I'm your host. And this week we have a fantastic guest. Her name is Paula O'Sullivan. Paula is based in Blessington, County Wicklow, and she's the author of six books, including the book Same Shit, Different Day. Paula is a hypnotist, a spiritual coach, a Reiki practitioner, a healer, a dowser, and much more. Paula, it's great to have you on the show. How are you? Doing well. Thanks so much. You're very welcome. And you're a woman of many talents, as I just I <laughs> went through what you do. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Okay, um, I'll just tell you about the hypnotherapy part a bit, uh, a bit of a story that might be of interest to your listeners, people watching this. Um, back in 2009, I had a catalyst happen to me. It was, um, I just uh, developed symptoms of MS and lupus. And they couldn't quite decide after loads and loads of tests, they couldn't quite decide which one it was, you know, and my blood stopped clotting properly at the time as well. And I couldn't get a lumbar puncture. So I had this crazy time in the middle of all of this craziness and pain and everything like that. No answers coming, lots of tests and everything like that. I had a crazy idea in my mind, one of these intuitive prompts, I suppose. And it was like, you're somehow creating this yourself, you know. And it was one of those people that had a lot of guilt trips going on in my mind already. And I just didn't need another one, you know, but I decided I'd go and pick up a few books and read. So I read about stress and then I read a book called You Can Heal Your Life. And between the two of them, I went, oh, maybe I am actually creating these symptoms somehow. And I didn't like that responsibility on me. But anyway, the long and the short of it, I got into um, self-hypnosis at the time because of reading those two books. And I used to go down to our local library here. And uh, there was a there's a hypnotist in England, in UK, uh, Glenn Harrod, his name is. And he had CDs out um, overcoming stress and, you know, things about success and stuff. And you could borrow these from the library. So I borrowed them and I used to get up at six in the morning and listen to the self-hypnosis CDs every morning and then every evening before he went to bed. And I discovered that we're highly hypnotic at those times. They were the best times to be putting suggestions of health into our mind, you know. Sure, sure. So anyway, I I actually managed within three months. I actually managed, and I was amazed. I astounded myself with the self hypnosis, without any training in hypnosis, or at that time, I actually cleared all those symptoms. Now it took about eight months for the blood to go back to normal, but within eight months, everything had disappeared, you know. But after the three months, I said, "Well, what else could I do?" You know, I had a at the time I'd been suffering with depression. I wasn't what you'd call awake as I am now. I had no knowledge of, you know, how you could help yourself. So I went in and started working with underlying depression, anxiety, fears. I had had, had no self-esteem. I had very little confidence. Um, I was so caught up in the anxiety of what other people thought about me, all those kind of things. And I got in and I systematically started working on all of them and then two years later I actually uh, became I got into a position where I could actually train as a clinical hypnotherapist and that was wonderful by the time I got in I had a good knowledge of how you know things work and then I obviously I did the official training so things got just onwards and upwards from there it was just amazing journey you know and I went on and I um I uh, trained as a coach then in 2017 and obviously in between that I, I did Reiki training as well I started writing books as well around 2013. So my whole life 
literally started with the, you know, with the self-hypnosis first and then training as a hypnotherapist, it completely changed my life. I say I've delved into many yeah. things. I've read books on NLP and, you know, every time I pick up a book, I'll use it in my own life and around for myself and my family to try and help us, you know? Sure, sure. It's a great way to get into the benefits of hypnosis and hypnotherapy to actually use these techniques yourself in your own life and get the benefits from them yourself. Because once you do that, it's a a great platform then for helping other people because you're... You're You've greater empathy, haven't you? When you've done it on yourself, you've greater empathy that you have to help somebody else. You know how it works and you know, you can see what's after happening yourself. So it gives you greater confidence in the work you're doing as well when you do it on yourself first, you know? Absolutely. And it shows uh, our clients as well that you're, you know, your clients that you're walking the walk and talking yeah, the talk as well. Yeah. And and Paula, then you you went on then to, to write a book, uh, author a book. Can you tell us a, a little bit about the book as well? well how I've got came about? <laughs> I have six books out well, at the moment. Books. But, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the one I think might be of most interest to anyone is I wrote it. It's called uh, Same Shift, Different Day, and it's breaking the patterns that make us miserable. And it's a metaphysical approach to well-being. And it's available on Amazon and all those ebook stores as well. And I have it here in the Blessington Tourist Office here in Blessington. And I sell it. I, I do craft fairs as well. I'm an artist as well. And uh, in Kilteal Market here in County Kildare now, I would have it on my stall once a month as well, you know. Uh, so that was my therapy book. I People were out after my first book. I had uh, wrote a, a series of essays. I'll just briefly show you uh, my first book here was this one. And it was different perspectives for a different world, essays for life. And I went and revised it then in 2017. But uh, I had written a little series of essays, of philosophical essays of my journey from the time of not being a writer to becoming a writer to getting better. And then people were asking me, well, you know, how exactly did you get yourself better? You know, so I decided when I wrote Same Shit Different Day, I decided I would catalogue different things I had used, uh, you know, from my hypnotherapy journey, learning about the power of our thoughts, how there were two different ways of thinking. One way was definitely going to keep you in illness, uh, keep you stuck, uh, keep you in poverty. The other way was going to bring you forward, all that kind of thing. I talk about the subconscious mind in there. Um, I, I do some, I talk about some energy work in there as well. Um, I cover um, areas like self-esteem, uh, relationship, emotional intelligence, all the different things I learned, you know, to help myself because it's been quite a journey. I would have suffered a lot of early uh, childhood abuse, emotional abuse, mental, all sorts of abuse. And that would have carried with me a low, a sense of low self-worth, you know. And when you've got the energy of low self-worth, you kind of, you can end up having guilt complexes and stuff. And when you have a guilt complex or a doubt complex in yourself, you start actually attracting people to you that will reinforce it and they kind of mirror it back to you. And you end up believing that there's something wrong with you. So like there's a whole system of working with that. So I went into all of this in depth with myself first because I was the best one to work on at the time, you know. So as I moved through these different stages, I've been able to use self-hypnosis on these and then I got into uh, energy healing and I found another way of being able to work with this stuff that because it's very difficult when you're trying to go into trauma, childhood trauma, you're bringing up a lot of pain. And sometimes you get stuck with that and you don't quite know 
how to get rid of that. And that it, it, it becomes a loop, you know, and it just destroys you. So I found uh, with the energy healing, then I was able to get out of that further by using dowsing. I was able to clear some of these energies without going into the pain, because I think when we've had some kind of abuse, if we've suffered enough, we've already suffered with the original experiences. And then through the rest of our adult lives, we're bringing this experience over and over. And then people are mirroring back to us what we're holding within us because we hold a a resonance within us of um, abuse. So we have a desire if we have guilt or a desire to be punished in us or a desire to suffer, which we're not aware of. People are going to mirror that back to us. And I found like I was bullied a lot. And I could, I used to say to myself, why am I being bullied so much? Why am I attracting all this stuff? It was because when I started doing the energy work, I discovered there was a resonance of this within me from early childhood. So when you start moving these energies around, you start attracting different people. Your energy rises. You, you rise to a different vibration and frequency. And you actually start to mirror within you now because you don't have the resonance of these abusive energies. You start actually attracting different people to you in different situations. So I've been kind of had quite a fascinating journey with all of this. So in 2019, I've learned so much. I'm always learning. So that's the knowledge I had. I will have to update this book because there's so much more I'm up to learning that I could add to this book now. But it's a great place to start if you want to learn about, you know, how your thoughts create things in your own life, you know, and how you can work with your emotions to become more balanced and create the kind of life you want and draw the people into your life that you want to. That would be, a, that's why I recommend that book for anyone who wants that kind of work to do that, you know. Not so much of the, no. I haven't much of the dowsing in there. I'd only just began with the dowsing at that stage, you know. So I would say I will have to update. I've had some fascinating experiences with dowsing since, you know. So it's definitely up the the whole philosophy that that you have that we are the creators of our own reality and we're Absolutely. responsible for who we attract into our lives, right? Yeah, because very much so. Historically speaking, I mean, we've, we've all done it and, and played the victim of why, you know, poor me, I keep attracting the wrong people into into our lives. And, it, you know, it takes a lot of uh, courage to look at yourself in the mirror and, and, and take ownership of that, right? Yeah. Now, sometimes it's not our fault, you know, and I, I'm never for one for blaming. We need to set, accept responsibility for the part we play. But say you had a horrible childhood or something, you've set a pattern there, a script, and there's a resonance and you're broadcasting messages from you to abuse you, even though you don't want to be abused. You know, it's it's kind yeah. of perverse when you go into the work and you say, well, you know, why would I, why would my subconscious mind draw this back to me? But it's an opportunity. I look at it as an opportunity to heal. You know, so when we when we change yeah. things, we do change. But they're just about thoughts creating reality. People go, oh, yeah, you know, but if you look around you, like the chair you're sitting in, somebody sat one night, maybe at three o'clock in the morning and thought about this wonderful, comfortable chair, you know. And then if they hadn't gone anywhere with that thought, if they hadn't put it down on a piece of paper, they probably did a little sketch of it or something in the middle of the night. And then the next day they, yeah. they went and said, well, how could I make that chair a reality? Well, that chair became a reality because someone thought about it. But, you know, the, the room you're sitting in now, you know, and people go, yeah, well, that's fair enough. And, you know, the car you drive and the computer and your phone, that's fair enough. But people don't realize the power of this where our relationships are concerned as well. You know, somewhere along the line, we chose to be with the people we're with, you know, and that's sometimes that's a great thing. And sometimes we find as at some stage it's got pretty dysfunctional, you know. 
But we had a thought in there that this person was going to serve a need of ours somewhere. And, and that's probably sounds a bit cold, but a lot of us are kind of drawn to the people who give us what we need. And it, when it gets dysfunctional, that's mirroring again back to us, something that needs to be healed in us. And when we start healing those energies in ourselves, like an abused person needs someone to abuse them. And that's what I found. I was abused, but I needed someone to keep punishing me because I had a, a deep belief myself that there was something wrong with me from my early experiences. But I also discovered that these energies can come in through genetics as well. Epigenetics, while you're in the womb, you can pick up on your, your mother's emotions and her traumas and shocks and everything like that and her yeah. lack of self-worth. Yeah, and then, so it can pass in through the family. And then as I've gone in through past life issues as well. You can, you can inherit stuff through past life. Uh, it doesn't leave the subconscious mind seems to carry these energies in as well. And there's been a couple of people, uh, Dolores Cannon, probably one of the more famous hypnotherapists who went into that area. And not not all hypnotherapists mm. are interested in that area, but she had some quite fascinating studies on those type of things as well, where past lives would actually affect this life. The subconscious mind doesn't seem to think in terms of it was then 20, 30, 40,000 years ago, maybe, or three years ago. It doesn't. Yeah. Subconscious is always in the now. You know, so if we realize when we're working with even childhood traumas, it's actually the subconscious mind actually thinks that's happening now. You know, and even with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, I had an instance of that. I had a car crash in 2016 and I noticed my mind kept wanting to bring back the scene. You know, and I said, if we keep doing this, I'll definitely never get into the car again. You know, so I made up a whole I have it in my book, uh, Same Shit, Different Day. I called it the dancing hippos and I made up a whole scene and it's kind of based on some NLP stuff as well and mind movies that I practiced as well. So I had a little, um, you know, I would slow it down. Every time the car would come up, I said, this is ridiculous. Uh, the only thing that didn't hit me in my mind was Ronald McDonald on his bicycle. So I started making a joke out of it because your mind will keep bringing, when you have a traumatic experience, your mind will keep bringing repeats of it it just keeps bringing it back at you and frightening you even more and then it's not bad that you survived that you want to think oh it could have been worse your mind goes off down a little trail there where something could have been worse as well you know so yeah. I made up a thing for myself to stop that happening so I started saying well, okay instead of a car hitting me now it's turned into marshmallow and then I would freeze frame it and turn it around and then play Benny Hill music in my mind and then I'd bring up dancing hippos in tutus, stupid stuff, really stupid stuff. But just it was to break the pattern of what my mind was trying to do was keep me in a trauma state. So there's loads of stuff you can do to stop all this taking hold of you. And you can use it in many different ways. You know, so I would use a mind movie. And I mentioned that in my book as well. And you just you would, we did it in hypnotherapy as well. You'd go into a a movie theater and imagine uh, your life, a freeze frame of your life as you would, as it is at the moment. And you'd imagine how you'd like it to be. So you'd press play and you'd let it go forward and you'd start acting the part, feeling the feelings you'd like to feel, uh, seeing what you'd like to see, hearing what you'd like to see. And that's how I became a hypnotherapist at the start. That's I started doing that back after my illness back in 2009. I started playing mind movies in my mind. And I would see myself there with the cap and gown and my diploma as a hypnotherapist because I knew after I got myself better that that's what I wanted to be that's initially. And I'd be going up the mountain, you know, I had this visualization, going up the mountain at the top, I've got my cert in my hand and do you know what I mean? And I'm going to be seeing these great clients and I'm going to be helping people, you know. 
So like I would use a lot of that, you know. So yeah, our thoughts are so powerful. We just don't realize and they, they literally affect everything like that. Our relationships, our, our work, uh, the things we do when we're not working, you know, how we feel about things, all thoughts, everything's thoughts and everything, our energy as well. So when you realize that you can change, energy can't be destroyed, but um, you can change it. You can transform it, you know. So the subconscious mind and the power of our thoughts, all of that and the energy, I found there was a nice blending. That's what I have now. It's a nice blending between all I've done previously and what I'm doing now with all of this, you know. It's fantastic that you made that change first in your life. And yeah. congratulations on that. Because, oh, you. you know, it's I know it's not an easy thing to do because we you know, we are hardwired, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> um, in in a, a way that like can, you know, attract these things into our lives. And it takes, you know, it takes um, that courage to be able to look at yourself and that self-awareness to go, how can I change this into a positive? What role yeah. do I play here in this process? And And you've done that. And that was... That was a great thing to do. And that obviously that resulted in, in six books. Six books is uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, and like they're not, it's not, I never sat down to write a book either. Um, initially, um, I, w- I separated from my husband after the illness. We were together 17 years, you know, and it, it hadn't, it wasn't a great relationship, but it, like it was mirroring back where I was and that was okay. I learned a lot from it. But um, at the time I left the, the marriage, I hadn't even got a, a, an original thought in my own mind. And I couldn't have even told you if someone asked me an opinion, I couldn't have given you my original opinion. It was either going to be my ex-husband's opinion or my family's opinion. I didn't know how to think for myself. So originally I realized, you know, I was going to have to start learning to think for myself and take um, responsibility for my life. Someone once said on a course, you know, when did you grow up? You know, you know, most people were saying 18 and that. And I said, well, I was 44 <laughs> because, you know, I was kind of <laughs> I hadn't quite grown up <laughs> till I was 44 and take responsibility for my own thoughts and actions and things, you know. And they thought that was very funny. But um, I started writing out a sentence today. You know, what did I think about the weather? What did I think about things that were happening around? And that was really difficult for me to do at the time. And. Then it spread into um, a paragraph a day. And I started reading all these motivational quotes. And that was brilliant. If you're ever feeling depressed or anxious, go and look up on Google or something for some motivational quotes. And there's nothing like it. If you read a couple of them a day, it lifts you. And you start thinking more philosophically. So I started picking out a quote and then say, well, what do I think about that? And I found I'd start writing a little page then. Based on the quote, you know, I started thinking of myself and looking for philosophical stuff. And before I knew it, I had about 90 of these. And someone said, well, why don't you put them together in a book? You know, I hadn't a clue, but I learned, you know, and the first one I gave out to somebody to a printer company and they did it for me. And then the second one, I started formatting it myself, watching YouTube videos, uh, reading, how do you write a book? You know, how do you put things together? And I, I mean, I'm, this looks easy, but it's not. <laughs> I don't, uh, I'm not very technical. And, you know, I would forget if I'm not doing it all the time, I forget how to go back and nearly start at the beginning again. That's just, I, I process information. It takes me about three times longer than anyone else to process stuff. So I've, I've, I've had kind of a difficult life with learning stuff. You know, I left school at 15 and I felt kind of stupid for a long, long time, you know. 
but uh, I've learned how to go in now and uh, pro, you know format books myself and spell. I'm not great with spelling either. Uh, spell check is great on on word and that you know. So uh, that's why yeah I put them together. But I never intend to put a book. I I write a lot of stuff. And then I'll sit down when I say, right, it's time for the book now. And I'll design the cover and I'll sit down and I'll put an hour in every day and I'll dedicate myself and I'll bring all the stuff together and edit it and make sure it's coherent and everything. So that's how I, I put my books together, you know. So it's, it's fun. <laughs> and I'm amazed that I got that much done so far. I'm working on another two now. The work I'm doing now, I, I think I'll put that into a book. I think that will be very helpful for people now as well. Work with the energy work I'm doing, you know. Absolutely. And that takes a lot of commitment to to write even one book. I mean, to write six books is amazing. So well <laughs> done. Well done, you. And I have to admit, I haven't read any of them, but I'm definitely will uh, order that um, that one that you just showed. Was it? Yeah, the same, same shit, different day. Same shit, different day, folks. Same shit, different day. Brilliant. And it's uh, breaking the patterns that make us miserable. And it's metaphysical approach to well-being. So I've included all sorts of stuff in there, but it's available now as, as an ebook as well on Amazon. If people are, some people like the, the actual paper, but I like paper books, but uh, some people just prefer yeah. using ebooks. I'm, I'm old school myself, uh, Paula. You mm-hmm. wouldn't mind signing a copy for me, would you? No problem at all. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, old school that way. I mean, look, I yeah. have uh, a number of books on the Kindle or whatever on the, on the tablet. But uh, there's nothing like picking up um, a paperback or a hard copy book, a physical, I'm into the physical media. Yeah, no, I I love books. I read all the time. Uh, the side of my bed has about five books on it. Any one time I'm dipping in and out of it. That's the way I never just read one particular. Well, some books I will, but sometimes I'll read, you know, a, a couple of chapters out of one and then I'll move on to the next one, you know. And I always try and incorporate whatever I've learned from these books I always bring it in now the next day I'll come in and say right let's work on this let's see if I can uh, create a session for myself based on what I'm up to learning from this particular book you know so that's what I'm working on I'm working with a lot of uh, wounded inner child energies at the moment so I was reading several different books on that pulling information from them and then creating a session where I can use my dowsing to heal some of those issues for people so that's that's actually been working out quite well would you like to tell us a little bit more about dowsing you know like some of our listeners might be familiar with what that is and and how that works well most people would think of dowsing to do with uh, you know finding water or stuff like that geopathic stress that kind of thing but i've gone into healing dowsing and my first uh, connection with dowsing was in 2018 i had hurt my foot my left foot Though I didn't injure it, it just started really hurting me badly. And uh, then the ankle went funny and I was having problems. I walk every day. I was having problems walking with it. And um, I, I say I was doing self-hypnosis. I was doing the control room for pain. I was doing, you know, all this bringing down pain level. Nothing was working for it, you know. And I finally went, I, I said, I better go and go see someone for this. So I went to a podiatrist and you know, it was like the Spanish Inquisition. They were pulling the toes and it was horrific. No, it really was. I was in much worse pain. And they were saying, well, we can't fix it just yet, but it'll take several weeks of this. And I went through two or three sessions and the mascara was running down my face because there was tears. Actually, the pain was horrific. I said, I'm not going to be able to do this, you know. Yeah. But it says one thing about being pain, we're going to get something done and you're in worse pain. And I was going, I don't know. I was watching a movie that night and... um. 
emotion it was called and it was a documentary and different healers were on talking about how emotions got trapped and could cause pain in your body it was one of these synchronistic events you know so um there was a guy on called dr bradley nelson and he was doing the emotion code so i ordered his book and it came out within two days which was amazing because normally a book would have taken me longer from where i was ordering so i read the book in two days and i started uh, using his technique of removing trapped emotions from the body and he said you could use magnets or you could use there was a meridian that goes from the, the bridge of your nose right back down to the you know the middle of your back but that you could use this like a magnetic strip and you could use that to actually work with your subconscious to clear trapped energies so i thought well i'll give it a go you know because i was in pain and i didn't know if it was going to work but anyway i started clearing emotions just using my hand instead of magnets because it's like a magnetic strip on a bank card. It stores information. You know that magnetic strip on the back of your, your debit yes. card or whatever? Yeah. This this meridian here apparently stores information in a similar way for the body, and it's connected with your subconscious mind. So when you've got traumatic energies or trapped energies, that area there can you can clear. Anyway, I gave it a go. The pain went. I have not had any bother with that foot ever since. Never had to go back to the panoidrist wow. or anything. So that started me um, every Fantastic. day. I, I went through copy books. I, I, I just picked out a copy book and said, let's start clearing. And at the time, it was you could only clear one at a time, you know. But I can, about a year, I kept doing it every day for myself, my family. And we, we, we cleared many, many different things doing that. And then I connected with a woman in America and she was looking for someone. She was training in emotion code and she wanted someone to be a you know a client first so I said I will do but I'll also work on you because I want practice with this even though I'm not going to train in it I want practice because I've been practicing on myself for years with mm. on my sons and she said fair enough so we set up a friendship and we've been clearing for ourselves every week ever since and we've cleared amazing stuff for each other doing that you know so there was an app then the body code came out so I started using that and then just earlier on uh, last year, I started using a pendulum then instead of using the magnetic strip to clear stuff like that, you know. And then this year, I got into exorcisms with it. So I started clearing um, ghosts and different spirits from people's homes, poltergeists, that kind of stuff, using dowsing. And um, I cleared many different health issues in that, you know, lots of different things I've been able to do with that. So it's been quite a fascinating journey. And I'll just show you briefly. I have a pendulum. I use a pendulum for this. And you can use your body. So a pendulum is just a thing on a piece of string. But, you know, you can get a yes or no answer and connect with your subconscious with this. So you can get a yes or a no answer with this, you know. Hmm. And I'm using that. And it's covered with the emotion code. You can use your body. Your body will sway towards truth. So if you were, you were not going to do it now, right? If you were to stand up later and say, my name is Trevor, you're going to actually find you might actually swing forward. And if you were to say, my name is Bill, you'll find your body might actually sway backwards as a no. So that there's a natural intelligence with your subconscious that right. you can use. It's a, it's like applied yeah. kinesiology. It's like what they do with the muscle testing when your muscle goes weak or strong. It's the same thing. And it's linked in with your subconscious. So. You can do quite a lot with this. So I, it's quite fun. I really enjoyed now going into the dowsing aspect of it. And I say with the exorcisms, uh, you can clear. Not everyone is possessed like with demon demons, but I found that energies, and I know this is woo-woo for a lot of people, but I found that some energies can attach to you. 
and can affect your health or affect your mental well-being. And that when you uh, clear these energies, and I do it from a distance, when you clear these energies from a person, mm. things change for them. So, and I, I'd done it on myself. I found an energy of us attached from an, a friend who had passed on. I'd started developing minor ailments like they had, never felt they'd fully grieved or gone over. They always felt like they were with me, but I was losing the joy inside of me. And they suffered with serious depression, you know. And when I found this work earlier on this year and I I checked and I said, oh, well, they have attached to me. They didn't actually cross over properly. So when I, I you know, helped them cross over properly, I started feeling myself coming back into my full joy. Now, so I'm always working against depressive feelings anyway. I would always be working towards joy and positive feelings and wouldn't consider myself to be depressed nowadays because I've done so much work. But there was something there not quite right with me since they'd passed several years ago, you know. So when I cleared the energies, it was like immediate. It was like a weight taken off me. And I've done quite a lot of work with now clients now and family as well and these things. And they've all noticed a change in them after we do this work. So not out there trying to prove anything it's just does it help does it work do you know so i just keep trying it anyway i love i just Brilliant. love this one is there a way that as a hypotherapist i can protect myself from say energies um you know that you know, even from some clients that they can project and and, and dump on on me every yes. so often <laughs> Uh, a lot of my work <laughs> sorry go have you ever experienced that yourself absolutely well when i initially when i was doing reiki um i used to be taking people's pain i'm I'm a sensitive empath as well you see i'm very sensitive and i pick up energies really quickly but i used to find that sometimes i would feel the actual pain a person would be feeling or like that uh, when a client would come in for hypnotherapy i would feel what they were going on very deeply i would feel what was going on which was good in a way because i was able to help them that way but then you could find you'd come away and not feel so good you know uh, i just set up it's very simple i just put a white light pyramid of protection around me you know and i ground my energy some people ground into the air i know this is where we were for some people to ground into the earth or into a light grid or something like that but the only real protection, and I'm going to tell you this because I've done massive work with this, the only real protection for this is to find where the resonance within you is similar to the person. Okay, because if you've got a similar resonance of an energy within you to that person that's coming to see you, which you probably will, that's why you've drawn them to you, there's a good chance you can take on their energies. So by clearing these energies within yourself, what let's say is heal or heal thyself. The more you work on yourself to clear these underlying energies that are within you, you still have your empathy, but you won't take on other people's stuff or draw their energies to you as much. That, to me, is the ultimate protection. And I've done, I tell you, I've done massive work with this. With You know, people will send some really nasty energies. They'll be jealous that you're doing yourself. You know, they could be jealous that you're doing a podcast or something or that you're doing well in, in your business or if you're doing creative endeavors. People do. You know, because they haven't got there themselves, they will send energies towards a person. And if you're sensitive, that might manifest as a pain in your back or something. You don't know. So a lot of the energies out clear, like it could be saboteur energies or curses or, you know, I clear curses from, you know, grandparents as well. You know, some people, they carry them through the, the family line and some homes can be cursed and lands can be cursed as well, where someone oh, didn't really? want someone to build on it. Yeah. Amazing. So I've done a lot of this, you know, but just back to the protection, I protect my energy every single day. But the real protection is work on yourself 
and remove those energies of resonances, you know, of low self-esteem, of wondering what other people are concerned, you know, what what might they think of me? Or, you know, if you have devaluation um, energies within you, try and clear them as best you can, you know, and that's, that's your best protection. But I always put up a white uh, like pyramid of protection around me. But sometimes even just that, you yeah. know, and after a session, now after a session, I would say, I'm disconnecting my energy from this person because you'll find after a session, if your thoughts are still with that person, there's like energy streamers and see thoughts are energy. You're still connected with their, they're either thinking about you or you're thinking about them. If you just imagine cutting those cords between you and you're sending, I used to send healing to them. I sent healing to myself, but I cut my cords and then the, the energy, the intrusive thoughts stop because I don't know. Most people don't know about intrusive thoughts. If you keep getting thoughts in and in and in into your head with somebody, it's an incessant or it's obsessive. That particular person or situation has your energy. Now, I mentioned that in the book, Same Shit, Different Day as well, how to do that. You call back your scattered energy and you give them back their energy. And with a blessing, you don't want to send anything bad back to somebody. I That's the energy work I do. But, you know, you protect your energy, you protect their energy and you disconnect the energy between you. You'll find the obsessive thoughts stop. Not to, not saying that you got that, but just somebody listening might might have that kind of thing going sure, on for them. You know? Sure. Because we, we we don't realize how we're connecting with people all the time, you know. Yeah, I uh, have the mindset when I'm seeing my clients that you know I'm putting myself into a zone of a high vib- vibrational state, mm-hmm. and so pulling them up to me rather than being pulled down to yes. to their vibration. Yes. You know, so that's what I focus on to set the the kind of vibrational tone of of my sessions and of my programs, and that tends to be people tend to be attracted towards that rather yes. than if it wasn't in that mindset, it can be easy to get pulled in and dragged into people's people's shit, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, but then they're not going to go away feeling better if you're like that. They need to come up. You need to be higher than them. A therapist always has to be higher than their clients. That's why we must work on ourselves. Absolutely true. To make sure we're just, and not that we're better than, we're just a little bit higher vibrationally. And then they they feel better when they leave us then. And that's the object of it, isn't it? You know, you don't want them going out feeling worse, you know. But we don't want to feel worse either. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So it's it's a great feeling to when you're, um, vibrating at that high energy kind of feeling, then it's contagious, isn't it? It, it, yes, yeah. it? it rubs off to our clients, which is what we want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, would you like to tell us a little bit about what you're at at the moment, what your focus is on and, and what your plans are? Uh, plans are, well, two more books at least. I have possibly wow. three, but I'm always dipping in and out. So I have the three books. Well, I'd say two for now, but there's another one coming along as well. Um, I'm continuing my studies with dowsing. I'm finding this absolutely fascinating. Um, just the, the people don't realize about energy and how energies, when they attach or influence us, can really bring us down and switch us off from our purpose. And when clearing these energies, it changes everything. So I'm going more in studying that. I'm in studying that all the time, just going in deeper and deeper and deep down the rabbit hole into that at the moment. So there are my plans at the moment. So Great continue stuff. on with the dowsing and healing. Great stuff. And 
is there any parting words of wisdom you would like to share with our <laughs> our listeners here before you say goodbye today? Uh, life is short, live it and enjoy. And um, I hope everyone here is, you know, they're passionate about what they're doing because, you know, when you have this one life at a time and just to be passionate, I decided many years ago to just, you know, have a, my first childhood was awful. So I decided I would have a second childhood and that I could do and be anything I wanted if I really wanted to do it. So I would say that to you, go and do and be what you want to be. If you really, really want to do something, just go and do that and find a way to do it, even if you can only do it in part-time hours. And then you'll feel alive. And when you feel alive, everything changes. Everything changes. All the people around you will change. So that's that's my best words of wisdom for today. Absolutely. Be yourself and enjoy it. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Great stuff. It's like the throwing a, a pebble in a pond, isn't it? It's a ripple effect of, that once you change yourself, then everything yes. changes, all changes around you everything does and then it's it becomes a very exciting adventure indeed <laughs> it does and i'm on a similar adventure with this podcast as you are uh, yes. with your with your books and uh, this podcast uh, ha- has evolved and we're up to a dozen episodes now which is fantastic, fantastic. and i would have never have have thought when i started that i would get up to number 12 but where we are yeah. and yeah. speaking to such great guests like yourself and thank you i've been listening to you and just fascinated with this information really and it's a great uh, change of pace for for the podcast to talk about something a little bit different you know topics folks like you know healing um dowsing so that's the thing isn't it um it's um it's it's share you know you're sharing your your yourself and your life with with people and I think yeah. that's a good thing because if you're not you know you're you're kind of only being kind of putting up a front or you're yeah and that's you know, what we've done from childhood if we weren't accepted and I wasn't accepted for who I was as a child so I had to become somebody else for them to love me and they didn't love me even when I became to someone else so that messed me right up so you go through life then trying to pretend to be something that you're not and then the lie is inside of you you know kinesiology like that lie is making you weak so when you become out vulnerable and start sharing your real self and not really caring what other people think you become stronger inside your body actually becomes stronger your whole nervous system becomes stronger you're not telling a lie and you don't care when you get to the point and it, it took me a while to get there you get to the point where you go don't give a damn what anybody thinks that is just so empowering and it's like i don't care anymore whether someone likes me or they find me attractive or do you know what I mean? I just don't care anymore. And it's just, it's just so liberating. <laughs> I just, it I have to say, this is the happiest place I've ever been in my whole life because I don't have to pretend to be anybody I'm not, you know? And I Absolutely. got at the start of it, you know, when I was started as a hypnotist, you know, I had to be something. I had to be professional like that. I put myself in a nice little box there, you know, but the box was so confining. But now yeah. I'm just real and like me or not, I don't care, you know, but the people who like you will be just drawn to your authenticity, you know. So just be real is what I'd say. There's too many That's fake right. people. And you know what it is? People like me know who's fake. I'm a sensitive empath. I know who's telling lies. I know who's fake. I can just, it's like I've got this bullshit alert going on and I can just tell, I can see right through, you see. And as many people can 
They may, may not realize, but on some level, they're aware when you're not being truthful or not being your true self, you know. I think we need more real people in this area of things, you know, definitely. Yeah. So hopefully I come across as real to you. Very much so. Very much so. But I've changed it a little bit. I mean, like when I was doing before videos for my business, it was very much where I get that hypnotherapist hat put on me and go all official going welcome to whatever hypnosis you know it's like it was a different persona whereas the the latest videos that i've been doing uh over the summer were more just you're more relaxed yeah more relaxed and formal chat that i'm just talking to you here having a coffee by me pushing myself out of my comfort zone and just going and doing something and yeah. through that fear, then I'd like to hope uh, yeah. that um, it will inspire others to do the same. Not necessarily doing a podcast, but maybe there's something yeah. that they, they would like to do in their lives. Uh, yeah. Different goals that they're procrastinating on or, you know, putting on the long finger going, well, look, yeah. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. And there is no tomorrow. Like that's what I've been saying yeah. <laughs> now. Get them scheduled in. Go. It's amazing what we are capable of if we kind of push through that self-critical yeah. voice that we have. There's worse ways to spend your time than spend an hour with someone like yourself. Or if you look back over the great guests uh, that I've had on the podcast, yeah, you're only going to learn. Like you're only going to get benefits from from doing yeah. that. It fires you up, doesn't it? That's what I find talking to other people who are doing things. And you go, oh, look at them excited there. He's after setting up a podcast. That's wonderful. Okay, I'm going to do something else myself now. That fires me up then. It makes me want to do something, you know? Just what you're saying about, you know, that push-pull of one day you're feeling grand, then you you put all this effort in, and then you go on and nobody likes (laughs) it, and then you're feeling devalued, you know? And it's like that roller coaster ride, you know? What I found in at the back of that some devaluation energies you know from childhood or something like that that I didn't even know about you know so trapped in my subconscious and when you're put under pressure they snap up again do you know what I mean so when you go in and remove them then then you see then you see that doesn't keep happening it's like when I cleared this only a few weeks ago because I had a push-pull thing going and then I went off Facebook altogether so what's the point you know came back on and I went back in and then I found some more childhood on this pin child energies inner wound childs you know different sort of things and the devaluation which was a big thing for me through my life and I went in and cleared it and then suddenly it's like I don't give a damn you know it's like suddenly I don't care it's like everything shifted for me it's like I'm just gonna do this anyway and I don't care if no one's watching do you know what I mean it just shifted everything for me you know it's about sharing yourself and your own authentic self your own personality um with the world Um, i think this is wonderful that you're doing this this is fantastic you know for anyone else out there as well that's going to help so many people because people don't talk about these things they want to just put up the polished person the perfect person you know if you're there talking about challenges and stuff that you've overcome and i think that's wonderful that you're doing that you know we're all out there just trying to make the world a better place aren't we you know we're trying to make people happier and better off and ourselves too and our families you know Absolutely. And I think and it, that's wonderful. But it does start yeah. with ourselves, doesn't it? It does. Uh, it has to. 
charity begins at home. Has, has it does. <laughs> so on that note, uh, we, we leave it at that. Paula, thank yeah. you very much. And Listen, thanks a million. And I want to thank you very much for taking the time to come on and share your wonderful self with, with our listeners. I really appreciate it, Paula. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity as well. You're very welcome. You're very best with your podcast now. Onwards and upwards. Take care. Best of luck with everything. See you, Paula. Take care. Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. Okay, folks, it's that time again to say goodbye. This is the Power Within podcast. And until next time, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and we'll see you on the next podcast. See you, folks.